This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company. And this is not the podcast, episode number one, being recorded on a Saturday. It's August the 13th, 2022. Sonavista, my friends. Sonavista, and welcome. You've managed to tune in, latch on, and otherwise download that stream of bits known around the world as Not the Podcast. Yes, this is Not the Podcast. And my name is Robin Goldstein. I'm your host. I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. I'm also a straight white Buddhist vegetarian, lesbian, fraternity boy, trapped in the body of a recovering transsexual woman, patent attorney with a bizarre sense of humor and a master's degree in city planning. And I am thrilled and delighted to welcome each and every one of you here to our first official episode, episode number one, numero uno, number one on the charts and number one in your hearts. Uh, I mean, technically it's our second episode since I did an episode zero, which is kind of like taking practice frames in bowling, which you used to be able to do. And the last time I went bowling, which was not for a while, but it was, there was a period of time where I went bowling a few years ago for someone's birthday. And no, they weren't 12. These were adults. You go to birthday bowling parties when you're in your sort of teens. And then again, when you're kind of close to 60 again, uh, they, they're now automated pin things and scoring things. So there's no, there's no, first of all, the big Lebowski obviously would never be a thing now because he would never say market zero Smokey because the automatic system would automatically know whether Smokey was over the line, over the line. Uh, so not only would Walter care about the rules, but clearly so with the technology. I am already, like, lost the fucking thread of this episode, right? I'm, like, already, like, three minutes in, and already, like, I've lost the thread. This is not where I was planning on going. Okay, fine. So, uh, and now that I've said that, to try to bring me back to where I were going to be, I'm completely lost in any event. I really am. Shit, I'm lost. Okay, here's how I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to welcome our regular set of guests. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I turn the volume level up on the on the thing, uh, the, the fader, and I'm going to push the button and you're going to hear all of the guests. Home networking. Stop laughing. It's not funny. When is a good fairy going to take off my penis. It's none of your business. It may be silly, but I guess we have to ask it. Are you, are you, are you gay? It's none of your business. Nonsense babber. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? This is crap. <laughs> it's just radio. I'm Brian Cobb. There you go. Okay, maybe that will reset what's going on in my head. And, and maybe not. Anyhow, oh yes, so we did do an episode zero. Practice frames. See, I got there. I'm not even taking those drugs that you're supposed to take, the whatever, the dried mushroom thing you're supposed to take when you're over 60 to help with memory. Um, but there you go. So last week uh, we did, it was actually more than a week ago, we did a test episode. We called it episode zero because I was hedging my bets. And then what I decided I was going to do is, I think we'll do an episode every Wednesday. That'll be pretty good. I really felt good after the first slash zeroth 
episode that we did, and I felt really good about it, and listened to it, and listened to it a few different times, and I thought, well, first of all, I say, ah, uh, and um, too much, so note to myself, stop that. And second of all, uh, felt to me, ah, <laughs> uh, it felt to me like we had a lot of forward momentum, and a lot of energy, and I was very wired and excited and all of that stuff, which was great. So Wednesday came around, and I did not record a fucking episode on Wednesday, and I did not record a fucking episode on Thursday, and I did not record a fucking episode on Friday. And one of the things that I committed to myself when I thought about doing uh, a new podcast, and, and you can listen to some of the background if you want to in episode zero. It's, it's, it, uh, admittedly, it's got some mistakes in it and it's a little bit raw, but it'll give you a little bit of the flavor of the background. And, and one of my friends said to me uh, when, when they listened to the first episode, they said, maybe you don't want to bring as many show elements as you used to have from Schnauzer Logic, which if you listen to that zeroth episode, you'll realize was a show that did for many years in many different forms. Like maybe you don't want to bring those forward. Like maybe you want to leave them behind, right? Especially if they're not sparking joy and, uh, and kind of, you know, double rule line in the ledger and then start from scratch again, or at least a clean break so that you're not encumbered by marks that are already on the canvas, which I think is uh, is good advice and a good notion. And and I do believe that some of the reason that I used some of the elements last week um, that I, for example, did not use this week it is because of fear, uh, you know, and kind of a crutch and to hold on to something that seems familiar, right? To be able to sit behind a microphone and to talk into the microphone and, and be able to carry on a conversation without another person sort of either physically or electronically on the other side interacting with you is, uh, is, can be a terrifying thing. Is a terrifying thing, can be a terrifying thing, will in the future be a terrifying thing, I guess. Um, and especially because, again, not going backwards, going forward, always forward in radio, that's what they taught us when I was back in radio school, uh, forward momentum, is uh, when I did my radio slash streaming slash podcasty thing so many years ago, there were, I think, thousands of podcasts. And so therefore, if you put up a podcast and it sounded even remotely professional and clean, didn't have a lot of echo, it had some pretty good sound to it, had some nice music behind it, you could start to attract people and then they might tell their friends. And so, you know, on any given week, could you have hundreds or low number of thousands of listeners? I did. And uh, and it was always interesting to me because at that time I was also experimenting with doing stand-up and I realized that bringing, you know, two or three or four thousand listeners to a episode of a podcast over the course of a week was considered like not successful, certainly not commercially successful. I mean, you're entertaining people and that's always a great thing to do, but not commercially successful. But on the other hand, when I was doing stand-up, if I could even bring like 30 people to a club, like you were crushing it, right? And if you could bring 100 people, like you were on the road to becoming a headliner. So 100 people drinking overpriced watered-down beverages in a, in a club makes you a hero, but thousands of people listening online over the course of the week is kind of considered to be a loser. And, and so, th again, that was a long time ago. And one of the things that I got over at that point was not getting so attached to the number of people that were tuning in on a weekly basis. It mattered to me that there were people listening, because otherwise I was just somebody sitting in a second bedroom talking to myself. Um, and there's a name for those people. But, uh, but rather that, uh, that 
that that I was connecting to people, and that really felt good. Uh, cut to 2022, where we are right now, and uh, there are not thousands of podcasts. My guess is that there are probably, on any given platform, uh, directory index, close to a million different podcasts, certainly millions of episodes of podcasts. And so the signal-to-noise ratio... Uh, the technical term is sucks. It's really bad. And so the, I, the, the, the possibility that someone will accidentally stumble across this um, is much lower these days. And, and it sort of became clear to me because over the last week, um, I am using uh, Red Circle, by the way. Uh, they're not giving me anything for this, but I want to just give a shout out to Red Circle as the platform who hosts and um, and and sort of publishes this this podcast, and I'm going to try to stick with them as long as I can. They seem to be really excellent folks over at Red Circle, and um, and so th- with their help, I was able to get my since I had a first episode in episode zero, and so that sort of acted as a pipe cleaner, as we were, used to refer to those kind of functionality at uh, in the high tech companies I worked for. You know, when you're trying to push through something, um, that allowed me to go and try to get my podcast listed on the various directories. And over the course of a week, this podcast is now, I'm telling you like you don't know, this podcast is listed on Apple Podcasts and on the Google Podcasts, and you can find it on Amazon and Spotify and Stitcher and uh, I, I don't know, like, like all of your, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. I think we're there. And there you see my name and the little logo that I designed and all of that stuff. And it's, so that made me feel good. Like that feels like real, like, oh, I'm actually doing a show here. But also what I realized over the course of a week without any kind of marketing or advertising or letting people know about this, that I think maybe 20 people listened to the first episode. And I do... I recognize sort of thinking about myself that like that, maybe that would have bummed me out. Right. Certainly when I started doing this back in, you know, uh, 2006, 2007, but, but, but my experience without going again, trying not to go backwards and also saying, um, a thousand times over the next 20 minutes, uh, is, um, I have learned through experience. Uh, there's a, I think there's a Buddhist, uh, notion that when the student is ready, the master will appear and what I understand about what it is that I do, which is entertain and communicate and coach and teach and support and whatever the thing is that I do, um, uh, that, that the audience that needs to hear what it is that I have to say will find me magically. Let's just go with that, right? I don't know whether I believe in the eternal or an almighty or any of those things, but I do believe in magic, and I do believe that if you need to hear an episode of Not the Podcast, whether it's this episode or another episode, um, you will find this. It will make its way to you, that there is, that the universe has a sense of humor, and it will figure out how to make sure that this gets to your ears. And so, therefore, my responsibility is to make the show so that when you do need to hear it, 
it's out there available for you. Otherwise, uh, that would be a nightmare. So uh, anyhow, I uh, planned on doing an episode on Wednesday and then one on Thursday and one on Friday without, again, going into lots and lots and lots of details. Um, the things that kept me away from being able to do those ep- episodes when I planned on doing it um, have to do in no particular order um, with uh, doctor's appointments, um, uh, furnace appointments, and rats. And I won't go into any more detail on any of those things. Suffice it to say, all of those are at least in the process of being addressed. Um, there may be an interconnection between some of them. Maybe not. Who is it, who is it for me to say? But nevertheless, uh, they've been taken care of. And so then I thought like, well, all right, I haven't done an episode. And now it's already Saturday. And if I'm planning on doing an episode next Wednesday, then like they're going to be backing up against each other. And then I thought to myself, hey, schmuck, do the fucking episode and deal with the next one when you get to the next one. So there you go. So that's where we are. And welcome to episode number one, which is technically the second episode. And I'm going to stop explaining it as we go along. And let me also um, make sure that you understand as we go through this, that there are ways of getting in touch with us because you may not make it to the end of the show. And so I want to let you know that there are many, many ways of getting in touch with us. And I'm just going to throw one of those in now. I'll get better as time goes on. I'll remember the rhythm and flow of these things. Um, You can always send us email. It's robin at notthepodcast.show. That's R-O-B-I-N, like the uh, boy wonder. Uh, Robin at notthepodcast.show. Um, you can also call, leave a voicemail message, or text us. We have a phone number. It is 470-PODCAST. Wait, you have a number of podcasts? Yes, I do. How did you do that? And I went over to Number Barn, and I went to see whether I could get a number that ended in the word podcast, and some bitch... For five bucks a month, I was able to get 470-PODCAST. So you can call that number and leave a voicemail message, or you can text that number. We are also on uh, on Twitter, although I'm not doing anything interesting there yet, but we are not the podcast 99, because somebody has not the podcast. They never posted anything. It's sort of a dead end, and there's nothing you can do to recapture any of that stuff. Oh, and I guess since I am now officially a podcaster in the year 2022, I would like to ask that you please um, like and subscribe wherever you get your fine podcasts and leave comments, and hopefully there'll be positive comments. But if they're not, that's okay. I I can handle that stuff. Um, And so there you go. So the thing I wanted to talk about this week, because again, one of the things that I decided for myself is these are are not going to be marathon sessions of me talking for an hour or more. Nobody wants to hear that, least of all me. These are going to be half-hour shows. I guarantee, guarantee or your money back that these are going to be no more than 30 minutes, sort of plus or minus whatever the atomic clock says. Um, and so I thought, well, what did it was that I wanted to talk about this week? And I had a really interesting uh, conversation a few weeks ago. I, I went to a, a, an afternoon sort of barbecue pool party lunch with some new folks that I met, and we were all sitting around and having a beer and having a nice conversation. And some young woman who I'd never met before looked at me and she said, if you could have one wish to change the world, what would that wish be? Which I thought was an interesting uh, and sort of compelling question. And, and I said, I, I wish that people would be more curious and um, more, what's the word I'm looking for? That they would be uh, uh, more curious, oh, that's, that's one of the words I'm looking for, and also analytical, right? That people would apply uh, sort of critical thinking skills, 
So again, not one word, didn't follow the instructions. But that, that I, I wish people had the ability to be critical thinkers, right? That they could be curious and critical thinkers, because it felt to me like a lot of the challenges that we're facing in the world today are folks who are not getting below the surface. They're, they're basically reacting emotionally to something. They're not using any critical thinking skills, no analysis, because if you apply even a small amount of analysis, you, you'll realize that your position is bullshit. You, you, may not decide, you may not agree with the ultimate position, but you realize that your position also falls the fuck apart. And so I'm okay with people that I disagree with if, you're, if your argument is something other than, oh, yeah... You know, <laughs> that's that's not a really great critical argument. Um, I'd like to use it in court someday if I ever get to practice law in front of a judge and jury again. But right now, that doesn't really work for me. Right? It's like so, and so that's what, so. So it's interesting for me because my my answer to this question was um, a crowd of sort of critical analysis answer. And what she said was, I, I wish people could be more empathetic. And I thought, oh, fuck, I, I think I gave the wrong answer because I also wish that people could be more empathetic because it occurred to me that if you had the ability to practice empathy, then even if, right, if it's sort of one or the other, if you have the ability to practice empathy, then even if you are not sort of blessed with the skills and tools to engage in some kind of critical thinking, at the very least, you'll be kind, right? And kindness will kind of get us to places often that critical thinking won't, right? Because it's not an, it's not an intellectual challenge. It becomes more of an emotional challenge. And, and so um, I'm curious if there is one thing that you could change about society, about the world, right? One thing that you could kind of wave your magic wand and sort of layer some ability, some quality, some, some way of changing the populace as a whole, uh, what would that be? And obviously the way to let us know about that is to send an email to Robin at not the podcast.show or 470podcast, send us a text or leave a voicemail message. That would be curious. And, and so from there, that led me to think more about, because I thought that was interesting, right? The idea that there was sort of this kind of uh, it, it, lack of empathy was unfortunately rampant in, in many aspects of the world. And, and it occurred to me Interestingly enough, that it was something that I was also seeing in a lot of popular culture that I uh, that I that I mostly television and, and films, and I realized over the pandemic I've I've watched a lot of TV. I, I, I live alone, and so in addition to whatever work I'm doing and music I'm making and things of that nature, the television for me is a way of sort of making sure that there's noise in where I live, noise in my home and, and staying active. And also I love, I love the concept of story. I love narrative. I love story. I love to see how other people tell story. I love to see how other people have narratives. And, and I realized that there were a lot of shows that were very critically uh, reviewed and I had trouble getting into them, and I try to understand why. I'm not a fan of horror, for example, the horror genre. I don't like to be scared, those kind of things. I don't like zombies. I don't, you know, I, I appreciate the mastery of the, of the art form, but it's not a thing for me. And I realized that there was something about a lot of shows that were, I think you probably, you might have called them back in the day, anti-hero shows. But for me, because maybe that's too, maybe that's, that's too broad a brush to paint, um, that these were shows where 
I was not rooting for any of the characters. And what I realized was that for me to be engaged, involved, immersed, invested in a show, whether it's a TV show or whether it's a movie or I suppose whether it's a book, any kind of, uh, any kind of fiction, I, I, maybe even nonfiction, I suppose, I, but certainly fiction, I need to care about what happens right to the protagonist, or at least I need to care about what happens to someone of importance in the story. And I and I and I and I discovered that there were a number of, of shows that I was having trouble with because I I kind of didn't care what was happening to the protagonist of the show and and the one that comes to mind that that I sort of I try to figure out some shows that I've been watching that I thought oh these are shows I should recommend or maybe these are shows that I want to recommend people against uh, is a show that's called Breeders. Um, and this is with, uh, let me see if I can find it here. I probably won't be able to because I, I, I should have pulled up the, uh, let's see, it's uh, Breeders. Okay, so I have the IMDP page here. It started in 2020. Who are the, uh, could we, got fit? Yes, okay, so Martin Freeman, who you will know uh, as, uh, as Watson in the Sherlock Holmes series from the BBC uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch, and then uh, Daisy Haggard, um, who is a brilliant uh, actress and comedian uh, from the UK um, who is in the show with Matt LeBlanc uh, called... Uh, what the fuck was that show called? Uh, well, of course, I don't remember the name of the show with Matt LeBlanc. I suppose if I click on Daisy Haggard's screenshot here, maybe it will... Episodes! It was called Episodes! There you go. By the way, uh, if you have a chance to watch Episodes, that's a show I highly recommend. Um, that is a show about a fictitious or fictional version of Matt LeBlanc, uh, the actual Matt LeBlanc playing a fictional version of himself. It was on Showtime originally, and it's now streaming. I don't know where you are, what your streaming service is. But anyhow, the point of, of Breeders is it's about a family, uh, you know, husband and wife and two children. And Martin Freeman um, clearly has anger management problems and he has rage issues i guess it's on hulu uh here in the united states and also on fx and i really like martin freeman I, and i really like daisy haggard like i like these actors and so i was invested in wanting to like the program and and one of the things i realized is that it felt to me like that the that he it was hard for me to see him redeem himself. The show itself has been on for uh, since 2020. So how many seasons has it had? Again, I probably should have paid more attention. If I had done some work, I could have known in advance. I think they've had three seasons. Let's, we'll just say that they've had three seasons. God, I hope they've had three seasons. Uh, yes. So I think it's had three seasons so far. And, you know, it's because I think it comes, it's a, probably a joint production out of the UK. And so it's not like it has, you know, 22 episodes or things of that nature. But nevertheless, um, it, 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 yeah, there, okay, three seasons. There you go. Thank God. Uh, and so after the first season, he has such a bad temper and it affects him so negatively that you look for an arc, right? You look for, I don't want to say redemption. That's a very strong word. 
Uh, and I'll, I'll take a minute after this to talk about Better Call Saul and the character of Saul Goodman. Um, and this is an, now I'm realizing that having a 30 minute podcast may be problematic. But again, as time goes on, we'll get better with these things. Um, but I wanted Martin Freeman's character to show some kind of growth. And I watched the first season, and it's very, very painful. He's such a good actor. To see someone uh, act out that kind of unbridled rage is terrifying, at least to me. I recognize that that probably speaks to my own history and background and life experience, et cetera, et cetera. So I completely get that. Um, and so I didn't actually watch the second series, amazingly enough. Like I kind of tapped out of that. Uh, maybe I watched an episode. I don't think I did though. But anyhow, they had a third series and so it was on and I thought, oh, I'll watch the third series. That'll be fine. And now, of course, the kids are grown and I'm watching it. And what I realize is he's still raging in a way which is terrifying to me. And so it doesn't feel as though there has been any transformation, any any kind of meaningful change or growth to this character arc that I really fucking need. And so the power of the performance is certainly enough to keep me engaged, but not enjoying the show. And the question to me is like, will I come back for a fourth season uh, or will I just kind of say, this is, this is not entertaining me. I appreciate, again, the mastery, the art, the artistry, the craftsmanship that goes into making this, but this is not how I want to spend half an hour of my time. Uh, given the time that we have left coming up to the five minutes left in this particular episode, can you fucking believe it? So um, maybe I'll wind up doing two episodes a week, or I actually technically won't get around to doing two episodes a week. Um, Better Call Saul is the one that I think is m most interesting to talk about. Um, if you've not been watching it, but uh, but have heard about it, obviously it was a spinoff from Breaking Bad uh, about Saul Goodman um, over the last seven seasons, I guess, uh, five seasons, seven seasons. Um, you've gone on this journey with the character who started off as Jimmy McGill, his birth name, who then ultimately became Saul Goodman, uh, who we know from Breaking Bad, who then became Gene, the Cinnabon employee, who then became, and I don't know what he's become, and I won't give anything away uh, unless you watch anything more. But what I realized was, I, again, I cared about this character, the thing, the trick, the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was not um, making us believe that he didn't exist, but making us care about him, right? That was the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. And so, uh, and talking to friends of mine who I've been watching the show, and then we get together, uh, you know, we call up each other and talk about it afterwards. Like, I cared about this character that, that uh, you know, that, that, that Bob Odenkirk is playing. Like, I wanted him forgetting what an absolute monster he really was in the in the breaking bad universe like i really cared about what he was all about and and so and for many seasons right of the show i was able to in, in part because of his relationship with ray seahorn right who who plays kim wexler and part because of the other aspects of the show it was kind of light and frothy and there was really no consequences to any of this stuff and so the creators did a really good job of kind of drawing me in and over this last season right this final season and the final episode will be monday uh so a couple of days after i tape this um what you realize is that it's not light and frothy, that he is, uh, uh, he's monstrous, right? Without redemption. And, and, and I don't care about what happens to him 
in this case, not because of ennui, not because he's not an interesting character, but because I, I have to want there to be some hope, right? If it's hopeless, I, then I can just live my own regular life. I don't need to pay for some streaming service to tell me that some experience is hopeless. Like, I actually really want it to be the character. And so I realized that these are shows where I was invested in the characters initially, right? In the idea that their journey, that their arc, that their story would bring us to a place where there was some kind of hope. And again, redemption, maybe that's too strong a word. That may imply all kinds of Judeo-Christian values that are not appropriate in these places. I admit all of that stuff. But what I did want to see was a kind of transformation that allowed me to believe that there was, for lack of a better term, movement. And and in both cases, right, in both the case of Breeders and in Breeder Call Saul, what I'm seeing is that in Breeders there seems to be no real movement that I can discern. And in Better Call Saul, the movement is in completely the wrong direction. Now, I understand that it's a show that's sort of as a prequel to a show where we already know where things are going. And so maybe that's on me. But the movement is in all the wrong direction. And the question that I ask myself that I don't have a good answer for is, if I had, excuse me, <laughs> I am burping. Um, if I had known what the last season of Better Call Saul was going to be all about, would I have engaged in that season, in the very first season of Better Call Saul, or would I have called it a day at the end of Breaking Bad? Uh-oh. Shit. You know what that means. 60 seconds remaining. Well, there you go. That's what happens when you say to yourself, I'm just going to do a 30-minute podcast. Because I, the idea that I could talk for 30 minutes straight without sort of taking a breath. By the way, I, I mean, I brought like a large container of water in here so I would be able to kind of wet my whistle. I, I think, as you can tell, I barely took a fucking breath. Um, but hopefully I said, um, less this time than I did last time. And hopefully I'll say, um, less next time. So, uh, so that's a thing. Um, and, uh, and, and I wanted to recommend some shows that you could watch. If you haven't seen The Bear, watch The Bear. That's on FX. If you haven't seen The Old Man, watch The Old Man. That's on an FX. over now and you just got to deal oh, with it. Oh shit, I fucked noise, up. So. 60 ah! seconds ah! remaining. <laughs> well, oh, we're going to get an extra 60 seconds. I forgot. Oh, shit. See? <laughs> Where's the other thing I promised myself? I'm not going to edit these. Back when I was doing Schnauzer Logic, again, not wanting to go backwards, I was um, obsessive-compulsive, legitimately obsessive-compulsive about editing my shows and editing, like, all of the uhs and the ums and the breaks and the spaces and everything. And and so what I realized was I took a thing of joy that made me happy and I turned it into an instrument of torture. And, and... Oh, Nine, okay. Eight, yes. Seven, okay. Six, right. Five, and four, yes. Three, two, what? One, and stop. Hey! Woo! That's what happens. <laughs> I forgot. 
I, I spliced those two pieces of sound together. So after the first one, you get the second one. Anyhow, so I'm not going to edit it. Um, so, uh, The Bear on FX, limited series, uh, a show that seems to have an arc. Love it. Uh, the Old Man, uh, that's also on FX. That's with uh, 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 The Big Lebowski, Jeff um, Bridges, and uh, the guy from 30 Rock from the Sun, <laughs> John Lithgow. And then on HBO Max, only, not, uh, only streaming Julia, uh, a show about Julia Child, which I really loved. Um, I recommend it. Uh, Robin at NotThePodcast.show. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for li- listening. <laughs> living. Thanks for living. And thanks for living. Tell your friends. Bye. This is over now, and you just got to deal with it. I want you to know it's over. It's over, Johnny. It's over. It's over. Go away. It's over, Harvey. I'm sorry. I need to get on with my life. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Elvis has left the building. This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company.